evening and thank you for joining me for tonight's episode of the crime shop uses of dating sites beware benjamin foster age 36. so as if dating you know in today's world is not bad enough here in denver i certainly hear and read a lot of horror stories about it People are just absolutely disgusted with the dating pool and how dating is going. And I'm pretty sure it's nationwide, not just here in Denver. But you you hear and read a lot of stories about stalking, very scary, um, you know, manipulative, stalkerish behavior, violent behavior, manipulation. We hear a lot of stories these days about men who are married or living with a woman dating. I'm sure that men, I have a friend who tells me that women do the same thing. But as if you don't have enough to worry about with dating, now I have to worry about this bloke, Benjamin Foster. Benjamin is currently from Grants Pass, Oregon or somewhere in Oregon. But this guy... He's using dating sites to lure victims that he can then torture and and leave for dead. And it just so happens that he's now on run. What makes his story really frightening, and we'll go back a little bit before we get to Oregon, is back in 2019, before he had moved to Oregon, Benjamin had held his then-girlfriend hostage in her apartment for approximately two weeks. He held her with duct tape, zip ties, he forced her to eat lie, he he choked her to the point of unconsciousness at one point, or maybe more than one point. You know, the reports are unclear, but anytime that you have someone that will choke someone to the point of unconsciousness, that is an incredibly dangerous individual. For all his effort there, though, and this is really, really weird, he reached a deal with the Clark County prosecutors that allowed him to plead guilty to just one felony count of battery and a misdemeanor count of battery constituting domestic violence. Originally, Benjamin had faced up to five felonies, including assault and battery, At that time, before he got his plea deal, he was facing decades in prison. Here's what makes this really hurtful to the victim. A judge sentenced Benjamin to just two and a half years in a Nevada prison. The 729 days that Benjamin had served waiting for his trial were counted for his punishment. So they were factored into the time served. So that subsequently left Benjamin to serve fewer than 200 days in state custody. What a lot of people don't realize is they have this thing also called good time. So I doubt Benjamin spent a total of 150 days after his sentence in state custody. His girlfriend at the time had suffered seven broken ribs, two black eyes, and multiple injuries from being tied with zip ties and duct tape, you know, and all that during her two-week captivity. Now, we also know that he most likely, in all likelihood, sexually assaulted her multiple times. And all he got was two and a half years because his prosecutors made a fucking plea deal. Here's what makes this all worse. At the time of that crime, at the time of that crime, Benjamin was out on custody 
on a suspended jail sentence for carrying a concealed weapon without a bloody permit. And, and it gets better, he just so happened to also be awaiting trial in another 2018 case involving domestic violence. Now, I can't find the details on that particular case, but Benjamin was basically allowed to just kind of walk scot-free. So then we get to Grants Pass, Oregon. It's a town of about 40,000. It's located in southwest Oregon. The police there are saying, and they've got manhunts looking for this man, they believe him to be extremely armed and dangerous. Benjamin is accused of torturing a woman from Oregon that he held captive. She's in critical condition, ladies and gentlemen, critical condition. He left her for dead. He's luring women as potential victims or people who will protect him from law enforcement through dating sites. Now you've got the scammers that you have to worry about, the people that are out there asking for money, you've got people like him now. Law enforcement says that they are using every piece of technology available to them in an effort to locate this man. But it's been since last week and they have been unable to locate him. Disgustingly, last Thursday, Grants Pass Police, Sheriff's Deputies, and Oregon State Police SWAT team, along with a team of federal agents, raided a property in Wolf Creek, which is about 20 miles north of Grants Pass, where they found, and this is just absolutely sickening, ladies and gentlemen, 68-year-old Tina Marie Jones, who had been trying to protect Benjamin by hindering the efforts of law enforcement. What the fuck? Now, law enforcement has confirmed that Benjamin is actively using online dating applications to contact unsuspecting individuals who may be lured into assisting him with his escape or being his potential next victim. Now, when you get the chance, go to the website if you're just listening in and look at his pictures. He does seem to change his image up just a little bit. He could go from long hair to short hair. He does appear to have a beard in all of these pictures. But my best guess would be at this point, he has shaved the beard. I'm not sure what his hair looks like, but I would guess that in an effort to hide his identity, he has shaved his beard. They say that he's highly trained in mixed martial arts and he has multiple prior incidents. Of course, we know that. He is on the run. At the time that they, the police raided the property in Wolf Creek, they did find his motorized transport. So he doesn't have that, but I'm sure he's got something else somewhere. The reward in this case is an astonishing $2,500 for intel leading up to Benjamin's arrest and prosecution. And I have to laugh at that. That is such a measly amount of money for the damage that this man has already caused and could potentially cause, you know, if he's continued to go about. He's taking his game nationwide because where is he going to run? He's not saving Oregon now. So you've got to look at the surrounding states. 
and you get him in a state with a heavy population, like downtown Denver, for instance. I'm not saying it's downtown New York, but you get him in downtown Denver, and the man could virtually disappear within the homeless population. That's like easy disappearing grounds. You're not going to find him, particularly if he's changing his his look up just a little bit. But if I can take a moment to skip back to his charges in Nevada, what the fuck happened there in Nevada? Like he was already out, you know, waiting, you know, he's out on bond for another charge. He's waiting for a case from 2018 with domestic violence. He chokes a woman to the point of unconsciousness, most likely more than once during that two week time that he held her captive in you reached a plea deal with him of just two and a half years, a light sentence, one felony, and the felony would have been a low felony. It's not one of the higher ones where he could have had a maximized sentence. Nope, just give him two years. Here's what I find really disturbing about domestic violence and people like Benjamin. Years ago, I was involved with a man who tried to kill me. He got a pretty good sentence, but once you worked in good time, you know, he got out relatively quickly. He subsequently throughout the years, you know, has been in and out of prison because he keeps breaking the law, which doesn't surprise me, but you, he has similarities to Benjamin. He's highly prone to violent behavior and he would choke me to the point of unconsciousness. He thought it was great. Um, those kinds of people are not fit to be out in society. They really are not. And they need to have maximum sentences. There's no amount of counseling or therapy that you could give to them. They cannot be in society. They will reoffend. And a lot of times they tend to find women who are very submissive so that they don't get reported. And on these dating sites, and this is something law enforcement should be aware of, there are sex dating sites along with hookup dating sites and your regular run-of-the-mill dating sites. Benjamin and men like him have a playground. The other side of this that I don't understand, and this is, you know, a lot of people don't like the idea of law enforcement being on social media or dating sites and monitoring. is very much about your privacy. Well, I'd rather be very much about my privacy, about my privacy. No, I want it to be about my safety. I want law enforcement looking for people like Benjamin on dating sites, and I want them to keep an eye, a keen eye on him. I want them to prevent him from harming other individuals. And in an effort to do that, what we need is a database of violent offenders, people who are prone to violent behavior very violent. Like I'm talking, you're choking someone into the point of unconsciousness. You've held a woman captive for two weeks. This woman, this poor woman in Oregon, he left her for dead. She's in critical condition. Those kinds of offenders need to be part of a nationwide database. That database should feed into all of the dating sites. I don't care where they're from, because some of the dating sites, are their servers are in other countries. They need to be scanning for these individuals, facial recognition, everything you've got on them. And it's in an effort to keep people safe. Now, I'm not saying that this only happens to women. It happens to men as well. They get harmed by violent people or violent women. So I'm really surprised that we aren't 
you know, suggesting some kind of database so as to protect society from these violent offenders. I know that law enforcement has one, but they're also slow to like upload things, which is, <laughs> I laugh at that. I worked for the judicial system for quite a number of years, and I know just how little keystrokes it takes to input someone's information into NCIC and have it there right it's it takes no effort it's a two-second job because really you're not putting a ton of information in there if you can read and type at the same time it literally takes no time at all but that's something that the public doesn't have access to and i'm not saying that the public should have access to all these background things but these databases these dating sites need to have access to them the police nationwide need to have access to the people that are on these dating sites because some of the dating sites that these people are getting on are quite frightening. They have one, what is it? Um, it's a BDSM one. I can't remember the name of it, but then they have the one adult friend finder. There's dating sites for people who are married, people who are looking for escorts. There's Match, Tinder, OkCupid, eHarmony, plenty of fish. There's a ton of them and I'm going through a list on my computer, but there's a ton of dating sites where these perpetrators are virtually looking for the next victim and they know how to find them. They know how to manipulate. They know the right questions to ask. They know how to find these victims. The other thing that I found peculiar in Benjamin's case is his sentencing from Nevada. And I realized that at the time he was picked up in Nevada and maybe sentenced and charged, maybe the judge or the prosecutor weren't aware of his other charges, which is another cry or it highlights the need for a national database where all these things are fed in in real time. So you get arrested for a violent crime, you get arrested for not having a permit for your weapon, it goes into this database. It doesn't matter whether you've been sentenced, okay? If you haven't been sentenced, we can deal with that later. But you get arrested for it and it goes in there. And then all law enforcement nationwide get it. And then it's in front of a judge and a prosecutor at the time they're thinking about deals. Lastly, I just want to say that domestic violence victims, we rarely see justice in any way, shape or form. What typically happens to a domestic violence victim it's like a second kick to the gut, right? Once the bloke is in the system, in the judicial system, your perpetrators in that system, the prosecution team just bas basically shoves you to the side. You're either to look pretty or to look like a victim when they need you to. Everything else, they don't give a fuck about. You lost your home or of your personal property, you had to go into hiding, they don't give a fuck. There's actually more care for the perpetrator than the victim, which is absolutely disgusting, which is why I don't like the $2,500, you know, reward in this case. I think if they up the ante, they might find less individuals who are willing to help Benjamin. I think they might have someone who would for sure potentially turn him in. But what is it with the judicial system and not helping victims? It's almost like they get blamed again because they don't care about you. They just look at you like, oh, whatever. You know, now he's in the system. He becomes a number. And let's be realistic about this. The reality is 
that to this day, domestic violence victims rarely see true justice. The perpetrator is just a number spinning through the system and not one single individual working the system gives an actual fuck as to whether or not that person reoffends. because if they do, they just end up another number somewhere else or worse, they just kill the next victim and then the prosecutioner will deal with that. It's like they want it to escalate, right? There's no... There's nothing in place that really helps these guys not reoffend. And some of your violent offenders, when a man or a woman chokes someone to the point of unconsciousness through an act of violence, like I said, those people are not fit to be in society. Or if they're holding people hostage for weeks on end, they're not fit to be in society. But there's nothing for some of your lesser offenders. There's nothing that really the the prosecution the court system they don't want them to really get help all the classes are the same all the group therapies all the same these offenders know the right answers to give to get out of the classes you know to graduate those with flying colors or whatever it is they know what to do the judicial system wants them to reoffend, and that's the truth of the matter here so they might catch benjamin and they might give him a lengthy sentence but the reality is here every prosecutor wants benjamin to reoffend again because it's another notch in their belt and that is all for tonight's edition of the crime shop do stay tuned for another edition tomorrow evening <laughs>